listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet, uh, and greet uh, no one on the road. Whatever house you enter first, say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, The kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you, listens to me. And whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. to this house. This is our message for today, our good news for the morning, that the reign of God is ushered in through peace. It's sort of a shift in our thinking, really. If I think about bringing a kingdom about, I think about medieval armies and castles, and really I think of just a giant game of settlers of Catan. But that's not quite the image that Jesus is painting. He's not saying, go prepare, go make armies, go battle your way into the kingdom of God. Instead, he says, go, take nothing with you. And when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. And so Jesus sends out 70 people with this message. And by extension, I think we are disciples too. He sent out his 12 disciples in chapter 9, and now he's continuing to send people to bring about the reign of God. And this is a roadmap for us too. 
And so let us explore it together. And uh, when we encounter people, may we say first, peace to this house. I think what it's saying is before you judge anybody, before you even, you know, size them up or think about how big is this house or when you meet people, right, you judge their clothes or maybe their status or the people that they're with. Instead, Jesus says, say peace first, and then we can meet each other on equal ground in love and grace without judgment. So that's the first instruction that he gives to us to send us out. And then he says, stay in that house, eat with people, and then you can cure the sick. But first get to know them, and then you can serve the community. And so the disciples, they go out and they do this. Oh, I forgot the one point, important point is that Jesus says, you also have to say the kingdom of God has come near. So this is how we build this together, by sharing peace and eating together, receiving hospitality and uh, loving each other. And so the 70 go out and they're super excited about what has occurred. And they're especially excited that they were able to free people from demons. And so they tell Jesus, you know, even the demons submit to us. And as we explored two weeks ago, setting people free from demons is a big deal. They have a right to be excited. When people are set free from what oppresses them, entire communities are flipped on their head. But Jesus is saying, you're to the disciples, don't get focused on crushing the enemy. So there's that line in there that says, um, I saw Satan fall from heaven. And so how the church has used that is they've taken it very literally, that there was some heavenly being and it fell and now it rules the underworld and causes all of evil to exist. But I think that's this is symbolic language that Jesus is trying to say, you're getting uh, excited about the wrong things. Satan or Satan in Greek just means the enemy. So it's not that there's a little devil with horns causing all of the bad things in our life. It's that we get focused on the wrong things and that we get focused on crushing the enemy. It's sort of like um, in sports, this is like the World Cup. Don't check your phone on the score yet. They haven't started. <laughs> um, but... Uh, it's like in soccer, if you're, if you're most concerned about slide tackling an opponent and getting the ball out, you're focused on the wrong thing. You don't want to focus on crushing the enemy. You want to focus on scoring a goal, right? Like that's the point. So that's, I think, where with a perhaps contemporary example, <laughs> Jesus is trying to say, focus on loving people. Focus on the good things, creating the reign of God, and the, the enemies will get crushed through that. So that is uh, how we can focus on uh, the power of peace. Because peace does have power, even though that sounds perhaps like a contradiction. When I think of peace, sometimes I think of just a calm um, lake or a mountain or maybe just uh, you know, no anxiety and just quietness. But I think when we're called to give the peace to one another, I mean, we are giving the peace of Christ to each other. This is a big deal. This is, I was so excited about it last night, I lost my place, but I think I got it today. So the point is that when you, when you pass the peace to each other, like I told the children, you are telling each other that Jesus loves you. 
And that if we have any transgression against each other, it, it's set aside. I love you. I come to you as a sibling in Christ. That is, it's a blessing. I give the peace of Christ to you. And so remember that when we pass the peace together. And it all starts where the assisting minister will say, the peace of the Lord be with you always. So this blessing, this um, love that we encounter together starts at worship, but it goes out those doors. And so here is where I challenge us all to think about how can we bring peace in our lives and in our relationships? Something I'm going to try to do this week, and I encourage us all to try it, is um, when you hit the alarm clock to wake up in the morning, instead of doing it with a groan, let's say, peace to this house. And so you're waking up, blessing everyone under your roof that they know that they are loved and accepted and in God's grace. And that is how we'll start our day instead of rolling over begrudgingly. So let's try it. Put it, you can pull out your phone right now and put a reminder by your alarm that says peace to this house. You can do it. I encourage it. And as you're doing that, I hope that we can also think about how we can encounter peace when we meet new people. I wish I could do this over again last week. You see, I was home in Wisconsin visiting my family, and it was a big family affair. All my brothers were there, well, except one. Most of my brothers were there. And the baby of the family brought his significant other to meet us. And I was very excited, but I come before you to admit a sin that when I first, before I even met this girl, I was already judging her, okay? I saw her shoes by the door, and I was like, those are ugly. And... <laughs> And I was already thinking in my head, you know, like this girl better treat my mom, uh, my brother right, and she better like my mom's cooking. And I was already, you know, oh, it's, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but here we are. And um, I think we all do this. We all make assumptions about each other. Um, and I wish I could go back and do it again and say peace to you. If I could started that relationship as equal with her and meeting her on. Um, in the love of Christ. And she's an amazing person. And I think she will uh, fit in our family well. And when I was home, there was another point in uh, this gospel that I encountered that I didn't even know was happening till I got back home and I read this. But Jesus encourages us to pass the peace and receive Christ's peace through receiving hospitality. He tells the disciples, go to one house, stay in that house, and then eat the food that they prepare for you. Don't move around, but you know, with gratitude, accept what's given to you and just be with those people. And then you can cure the sick, but you have to get to know what people need by really getting to know them before you assume what they need. And so when I was home, I woke up in the morning and I went into the kitchen and I said, Mom, what are we going to do today? You know, I, you know, are we going to go hiking or look at the gardens or do you have something that you want me to do? Um, my parents will sometimes have things for us, fixing the computer or whatever it may be. And my mom looked at me surprisingly and said, I just want to sit on the porch and drink a cup of coffee with you. And of course, I was a little taken aback, but said, yes. She just wanted to be at peace and show me love and hear how my day was going and share with me how her restaurant is going and just love each other and get to know each other. 
at Abiding Hope, you have the opportunity, we all do, to receive that hospitality and participate in Christ's peace through our transformational travel opportunities. You blessed me and sent me to Haiti in January. And while we were there, it wasn't about what do we do? It was about let's just play with these kiddos and get to know them. And my husband went to Pine Ridge with you all, the Lakota Indian Reservation in South Dakota. And when they went there, it wasn't about how can we fix this? It was, they invited them in and said, sit and listen, we wanna tell you a story. And that is where peace and connection and the power of Christ's love can come. And there are times However, where we may not be welcomed, our gospel says. So what do we do when the peace that we give isn't received? Well, Jesus addresses that too, and he says, you go out in the street and you shake the dust off. There are some relationships and some households perhaps where the peace of Christ is just not ready to be received, and it's okay to let that go. If there's a relationship that you're in that you're struggling really hard and you don't have to stay there, you can move on. Jesus says it's okay. But the kingdom of God has come near to those people too. No matter what happens, no matter if the peace is received or rejected, we can have peace in Christ, and we can move on and be the disciples we're called to be. So I invite us, when we're done with this service, to go out those doors and to spread the peace of Christ with one another. We'll um, say it in the morning, say peace to this house, say it when you meet people on the street, and receive hospitality as you go out in your life. We'll end uh, this time when, when I'm done talking very soon. Um, we'll have a time of confession. And so I invite you to think about those times where perhaps you weren't an instrument of peace or perhaps you judged someone too soon. That one, I will definitely confess. Or maybe a time where you didn't receive hospitality. But after that time of confession, I hope you know that Jesus loves you and that you are whole and forgiven and can go out in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will pass the peace with one another, sincerely loving each other, tell each other Jesus loves you because it's true. And then tomorrow, wake up and say peace to this house. Amen.